Welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan radio show with your host Kim Ward and Garth Sandiford. Hosts that go past the biographies of individuals to bring you the real stories behind the greatest minds and most inspiring people. Join us as we put our guests into the spotlight to reveal the greatness that has brought them success. Chatting in Manhattan. The story starts where the biography ends. So, put your hands together and be inspired with the Chatting in Manhattan radio show. Welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan show. I'm your host, Kim Ward. And I'm Garf Sandiford. Today, we welcome back to our program, Christo Doyle, an Emmy award-winning 15-plus year veteran of Discovery Communications and executive producer of the Discovery show, Gold Rush. Christo, welcome back to the Chatting in Manhattan show. Well, thanks for having me back again. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's nice to have you back. I was reading over your bio again, and we listened to the interview we did with you a year ago, and I didn't realize this, but you've been working at Discovery Channel since 1999. Yeah, I don't really know how that's happened, honestly, but um, <clears throat> it's, it's, gone, it's gone by pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's been it's an amazing place to work, so um, you know, I think a lot of people would understand that, and um I, I never intended to, to be here as long as I have, but I've had the privilege of working on some fantastic programming and, and great, you know, great stories to work on. So it's been it's been quite a thrill. Excellent. Well, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the sixth season of Gold Rush that premieres Friday, October 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern and the pre-show The Dirt airing at 8 p.m. Eastern on Discovery Channel. But before we get started into that, last time you were on our show, um, you were talking about renting a motorcycle and driving across Alaska as like a renegade producer. And I want to know if you followed through with that dream and, and did that. Wow, I told you guys that story, huh? Yes, um, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do. <clears throat> I've talked to a couple of close friends about it. Um, we've talked about doing that. We've also talked about riding uh, the length of Baja and Mexico. Um, have not been able to do it, honestly. Um, super busy at work, and I have uh, two little kids, so I'm going to have to figure out how I can pull that off. It's definitely going to happen someday. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask about the gold rush show it's in it's going into the sixth season and what does it take to have a successful show that you know I, as i understand it gold rush is the number one show on tv right now it's definitely the number one show on discovery channel um and it's often the number one show on friday nights amongst men you know we <clears throat> what's kind of unusual it's that it's, it's consistently beaten a lot of the network shows which is a very big deal as you can imagine um, you know, and I think, you know, it's it's very hard to get a show, especially in cable, into a sixth season these days. Um, but I think Gold Rush has, you know, a lot of things that, uh, you know, a, a TV executive is looking, you know, looks for. First of all, we have phenomenal characters. Uh, we have an incredible backdrop. And we have, you know, kind of a treasure hunt that is never ending. So it's kind of the gift that keeps giving. And, and you know, what I've say, and, and my gold miners aren't going to be happy to hear this, is that luckily these guys are not that good at what they're doing. Um, you know, we get to a point where they're uh, amongst, the, you know, the experts up in the Klondike at mining, and it becomes very – it becomes a lot less interesting. So the fact that they're flawed, the fact that they're kind of everyday working Joes like you and me that have gone north to mine it has worked to our advantage. Hmm. Let's see. Excellent. Now, you told us last time that as a producer, in order to bring out the best story in people, that you have to be friends with the people that you're filming. And in essence, actually, you have to be the alpha on set. 
is that a hard role for you to take on with these rigid men of Gold Rush as being the alpha? They would definitely not say I'm the alpha. I can tell you that. They think they're the alpha. Uh, I think part of the trick is letting them think they're the alpha. Um, you know, I, the, the, my, my style, everyone has a different style. My style is, is to be collaborative, uh, both in the talent that are working in the shows and with the production company that's making the show. Uh, I feel strongly that if you've got a collaborative relationship and a mutual respect for each other, uh, you're going to get the best, the best product. You know, you're going to get a product that is good for them as gold miners, uh, for the production company as, you know, their own business and for the Discovery Channel ultimately. You know, you, you got to get to a spot where everybody wins. And the way that I, I usually go about doing that is to, you know, to get on common ground with everyone. And, you know, on this show, I've been really lucky. I'm very close with all the gold miners. Um, I consider them, you know, friends, if not working friends. And um, I think, you know, Raw TV, who makes the show, has a very special relationship with them as well. And as a result, we've ended up with just a phenomenal product. And I understand that Parker's turning 21 or just recently turned 21. And I'm wondering if with age comes maturity and if we should expect to see a different kind of man out of Parker this season. Well, first of all, God help us all. Parker's turning 21. <laughs> it's actually a huge, huge relief to me, as you can imagine, for a lot of, number, lot oh, of reasons. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, he, you know, he, we've watched Parker grow up. I mean, I have literally watched him grow up. Um, 15 years old is when he started. I spent time with him, in, you know, in Alaska on his claim when he was, you know, 17, and now he's turning 21. Um, we are close, as you can imagine. I've watched the guy grow up. I've been there for him. Um, when he needed to call me to talk about things. And, you know, last season he had a really rough season. He he learned a lot about himself as a, as a leader of men. And uh, he had some really rough times. And uh, you'll see in this season he kind of suffers as a result of it to kick the season off. I'm not going to give anything away. But, you know, he had a gigantic season last year, a $3 million season in gold. Um, but he's going to pay the price for it because he was not great to his crew. And, you know, this season you'll, you'll see him t- turning 21, but you and I know, I, God knows what I was doing when I was 21. I wasn't doing what Parker's doing. Um, so, he, you know, he's going to make a lot of mistakes, and that's part of what makes, you know, it's part of the reason you root for him and part of the reason um, that you, that you, you want to watch to see what Parker's, how Parker's going to handle situations. Well, that, that, that's incredible. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, I don't know what I was doing when I was 21, but I certainly wasn't looking for gold. I know I what I was, I was doing. I know what I was yeah, doing. Well, I was, and it yeah, wasn't was productive. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what are some of the favorite things that you like about this particular show that you can say that I really enjoyed, enjoyed this experience and I really look forward to, you know, seeing these things happen? I would say, from a from a production standpoint, from a producer standpoint, what what's amazing to me about this show is there's there's you never know what's coming, and that's that's the gift. That's the gift for us. You know, these guys. You know, there's 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 people out there that say, hey, you know, Gold Rush is scripted and blah blah blah. And you know, to, to that I would say, can you imagine scripting Tony Beats? You know, it's just it's just not possible. And I have absolutely no idea what Todd's going to do from season to season, you know, what, what Parker's going to want to do, what the ground, what, you know, how much gold the ground is going to hold. So luckily for me um, and my, and the production company, we go into every season just hoping that we can, 
deliver to the audience a show that is very different than last season. We don't want to get repetitive. We don't want to get stagnant. We don't want to get complacent. And luckily, these guys, there's so much going on. There's so much that they're trying to do. And they set themselves up for success and failure that there's lots of ups and downs. And, you know, you'll see in the premiere this this year, the two-hour premiere we have coming up on the 16th, you would never predict that the show would start the way that it does. Um, and that's what's been fun for me to watch. It's just seeing how the story unfolds and, and seeing, you know, getting excited about telling that story and, and really, you know, delivering that curveball to the audience they never thought was coming. Hmm. You know, last time you were on our show, you said that your mom once gave you advice to always be able to write and tell a good story. Do you think that's really truly what makes you a good producer is being able to do that? God, I hope she can hear this. She she lives uh, outside New York, so she would love to know that that that, that I said that. And it's it's you know I think about it a lot. You know, we're in season six, and I'm still writing and rewriting the show with the producers in in London. Um, you know, there's not a lot of writing that goes into it because what happens happens. But you know, still have to craft the story and shape it and and direct it and point out things to the audience. So you know, I, I, there's nothing more important. I mean, from you know, all day, every day, we write emails. That's storytelling. You're telling a story, and you know you're putting you're putting your thoughts into words. And that's that's something that I think we have to do all day, every day. And I've learned that uh, viewers out there really respond, regardless of whether it's a tattoo show or a motorcycle show or a gold mining show. If you're telling a good story, uh, they'll watch. Hmm. I, you know, that, that leaves me with an interesting thought. Uh, what what does it take to uh, to create a, a successful show because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think that their life is interesting or, you know, as a buddy of mine said to me, you know, I should contact the TV network because they should do a reality show on my life. What would you say to someone who's out there thinking that thought? Well, it's just, it depends on the network. You know, a lot of certain networks can do certain networks should do things that we can't, you know, at discovery, we have got to have shows that open the viewers eyes up to new worlds right? They've got to see something they've never seen before. We're, we try to blow their minds. Uh, I call it wow factor. The more wow factor you have in a segment, the better. So showing someone how a wash plant washes dirt and gold comes out, that'll blow people's minds and, and you know, excite the little boy or the little girl in all of us. And, you know, we need that. We need great characters. We need stakes. Stakes is, you know, are absolutely huge for us. So you don't, if there's not something at stake, like, being out on the Bering Sea in a boat on Deadliest Catch or being up north in the Yukon, sticking your neck out, quitting your job and trying to gold mine. If you don't have those stakes, we find that the storytelling is just not – the stories are not just not nearly as sticky. And then lastly, we need big characters. You know, you need larger-than-life characters that either people aspire to be or they simply want to sit home and, and live vicariously through those characters. So those those things are kind of must-haves for us. And when we're missing one of them, you'll often see that the show won't work as well. And um, But if we've got them and we've got them all, um, chances are we're going we're gonna to hit a home run. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I know that you have children um, of your own, and I'm sure they watch Gold Rush. What is it that you hope that they take away from watching this show or learn from watching this show? That's easy. Uh, hard work. Hard work pays, you know, hard work eventually will get rewarded. Um, and you see that, you know, Todd Hoffman's had his struggles, but uh, he's worked his butt off and his crew's work. They've worked their butt off. And, you know, hopefully you'll start to see that pay dividends. And 
you know, I think Parker is someone that really excites a lot of the kids out there. Obviously, they can relate to him more. You know, he's got that incredible relationship with his parents and his grandfather. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's what makes me proud is that, you know, and even, even in the Beats family, you know, you've got Monica and Kevin, Tony's kids working hard for their dad. So there's there's life lessons to be taken from this show. And I think any mom or dad can can feel good about sitting on the couch with their kids and watching the show and, and showing them that if you work hard in life, if you have a dream and you work hard towards it and you stick with it and, and do everything in your power to get there, chances are you're going to come out on top. Fantastic advice. Uh, just a fun question for you that I was thinking about earlier today. If you personally were lost in the Klondike and you had limited supplies and you were in like a terrible survival situation and you could only have one person from Gold Rush by your side to help you get out alive, which one would that be? To help me get out, a person from Gold Rush, a survival expert in Gold Rush. You know, that's pretty, it's pretty easy for me. Um, I would definitely not pick anybody from Gold Rush. I think most of those guys are good at surviving in their uh, trailers. I don't think I don't think most of those guys would survive. Maybe Tony Beats would survive, um, uh, but I, I would I have would to pick, pick a survivalist. No, you can't. If you had to pick one guy, if your life was on the line and you were Freddie stuck Dodge. out there for some reason, Freddie Dodge. Freddie Dodge. That's Why? easy. Because Freddie Dodge is a is a legendary hunter. He goes out into the bush. 30 miles into the bush and he'll stalk one gigantic moose. He's trying to set the world record for uh, shooting, um, you know, hunting a moose with um, um, a single bullet rifle and he'll stalk a moose for four or five days. And if it's not big enough, he won't take it. So he knows how to survive in the middle of nowhere with very little. I think he's the only one that I, that could actually do that. So, and Freddie's also an incredible company. He, you know, he can talk, forever about you know the wild and nature and where gold comes from and just an incredibly interesting guy to be around plus i think he would he would save my life my my city butt would die out there without freddie dodge (laughs) well tell us something to watch for in this season you know this season i think i think it the theme in this season that that just kind of emerged is that the, the fragile nature of gold mining you're going to see that, um, you know, one season of gold mining has absolutely nothing to do with the next, uh, which was very true back in, you know, back in the original gold rush in the late 1800s. You know, you, you could you could strike it big, but the next season you could dump all your money back into your mine and then you could lose it, lose your shirt the next season. And what's incredible to me is that that's still true. Uh, gold mining is it's not like any other business out there. It's um, it's incredibly risky. And these guys have just tremendous ups and downs. And that's what you're going to see right out of the gate this season in Gold Rush. And it makes for um, what I think or I, what I know is by far, by far our most exciting Gold Rush season. We have the most gold than we've ever had in this season. And I'm not going to tell you who gets it, but it's uh, it's kind of a shocker. Hey, don't right. tell us, but, and I know this is probably going to be a hard question to answer, but if you could vote for any one particular person on the show to hit it rich, who would it be and why? Who would I vote for? You know I can't take sides, but I don't know. I, I, you know, one, one, one dream that still bothers me in Gold Rush that I didn't see happen is Grandpa John um, finding uh, – he believes there's a tremendous amount of gold still on the old Big Nugget claim down in Alaska. So I would root for Grandpa John. He's 95 years old. I think he's probably the most loved man in all of television so you can't go real wrong rooting for Grandpa John. Even even Todd and 
Tony would be okay with me saying that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, tell them where they can, uh, you know, get more information about the show on the Discovery Channel website. Yeah, you, you got a discovery.com slash gold rush. Um, this season, we're going to have a ton of stuff online, uh, more, a lot more than, than ever before. So there's a lot up there now. And there'll be a lot more in advance of the season. Um, there's also, we have launched Discovery Virtual Reality. And we do, we have a little uh, segment that we did. So you'll be, if you have the ability to get virtual reality or get into virtual reality, um, we've done a follow the gold segment in virtual reality, which is incredibly cool, very cutting edge. So there's a tremendous amount out there. So uh, I encourage people to get out there. And then also obviously look for stuff from us from Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And again, it's the two hour Gold Rush season premiere. It kicks off Friday, October 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern with the pre show, The Dirt, airing at 8 p.m. Eastern on Discovery Channel. Crystal, good luck in all that you do and everything that you produce. I know you're a busy guy, and this is one of many shows that you work on. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun to talk to you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, thanks, thanks to everyone out there for watching. Yeah, All right, best of us. luck to you, Crystal, and we'll be watching. You have been listening to the Chatham Manhattan Show with your hosts, Kim Ward and Gar Sandiford. Until next time, visit chattaninmanhattan.com for more great stories worth telling. <laughs>